TC and Jake. You are sitting with us, folks. It's me, TC Fleming, here with Jake Kemp, forming the podcast It's Just Banter, named for uh, Flight of the Concords. Album cut? Was it on the show? I don't think it was on the show. It wasn't on the show. It was on their album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one remembers them anymore. Really kind of incredible that it stuck around. Like that we were like, yeah. And I honestly haven't thought about the name once since then and been like, oh, I hate it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's fine. I've always thought that too. Like I told Dan this when we were naming our show. I was like, dude, it's not, you don't want something that blows your fucking socks off. Mm-hmm. Because like with a woman... Yeah. Or a man if you're a woman, or a man yeah. if you're a man, or a woman if you're a woman. That's probably Rooms not going to... too hot. Yeah. Two months from now, you're going to hate it. It'll blow up on you. You just need something you kind of like. Yeah. And then you'll probably kind of like it later. Yeah. That's why was, the new stadium in, uh, in Arlington sucks. I was listening to Jason Bateman talk about directing, and he says that if, if there's nothing in it that you really fucked up, like that's that's when it's perfect. Right. Like, it's not that you have something that you feel awesome about. Yeah. It's that no part of it are you embarrassed by. Then you're like, I've done it. I've done everything I set out to do. Speaking of things that people should be embarrassed by, mm-hmm. and I think there's probably out of the you know tens of thousands of people who hear all these episodes, probably only a handful of you in this camp. So I think at that point it's okay to shame people. Oh, okay. I know we've talked about this before, but the uh, drive like your kids live here sign. Mm-hmm. Been doing a lot of running, TC. Yeah. Do you run like your kids live there? No, I was thinking about how funny it would be if, like, uh, if like, so yeah, there's a couple of them on this street or whatever. Drive like your kids live here, and I was thinking how funny it would be if, like, Casey Anthony had one of those, <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone in the neighborhood knows that she lives there and has the sign, and they're like, "Boy, that's a fucking riddle." Just flooring it. <laughs> Shooting out of the car as yeah. they go by. Well, okay, well, your kids, but well, you killed yours, so that's a, wow. bit, a bit confounding. Found innocent, your honor. <laughs> yeah, just or it could be any famed child murderer mm-hmm. who puts up the mm-hmm. <laughs> drive. Or you know, like if Mike Vick had a "Drive Like Your Pets Live Here" sign. Yeah, I don't know. Drive if like I'm your pets live here signs too. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this, but. The only thing I can think of in real life is the the guy that you know that was involved in the the loss of another's life that made a light reference to it at times. Oh, I'm not gonna kill any of you, <laughs> you know, like I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no charges. <laughs> yeah, no charges. Well, no, in that one there was charges. See, that's mm-hmm. the thing I have to think out which death at the hands of someone i possibly know (laughs) yeah no i've i've heard him the other one joke about it too (laughs) will this be the third time that i get an email from a local (laughs) district attorney after an it's just banter episode (laughs) tune into the patreon this week folks and find out we're not giving this one up um i got some breaking news yeah breaking news headline you know juicy small yay's on the stand today i do know that headline Jussie Smollett testified he did drugs and masturbated with his attacker. Okay. I mean, did drugs. Like, it's <laughs> fucked up to put that in the same sentence. I do drugs with people all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever participated in a group masturbation situation. Like the Beatles did? Did they do that? You, you never seen that story? No, no, it's not in that. They don't have footage of... 
of the thing? No. I'm interested in that uh, documentary, but no, this is... Uh, Once we're done with Succession, it's uh, it's next on the list. Working my way through Succession. You want to talk about Succession today? Uh, we're not like caught up or anything. But I got just, a couple left in season two. Okay. My rewatch. Well, yeah. Well, uh, you know, not, I, nothing, not, nothing, not like uh, debating storylines or anything, but just, you know, what are you thinking about after you watch it? But I, do you have more details on the small A group masturbation that you don't want me to cut off here by moving the topic? That's correct. But first, I have to get to the Beatles group masturbation. Okay, in okay, a 2018 okay. interview with GQ. Oh, yeah. Paul McCartney said, what it was was over at John's house and it was a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, I don't even know if we were staying over anything. We were all just in these chairs and the lights were out and somebody started masturbating. So we all did. Dude, I have to imagine they had a, like, there There must have been a sense of like, what what is, what can be the same, what can be different? Like, so many things about the very, you know, fucking fabric of existence were changed for them by them in a very short amount of time that it, your whole life is just a no idea is a bad idea. Like, yeah, you're like, you know yeah. what? Maybe if I jerk off with my friends, we'll fucking transcend being. And so just kind of like, it's you been know, working. We, so we, far, we transformed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many other things? <laughs> like, you know, soon all the lads. <laughs> just that like Anfield or something right like it's, it's yeah, yeah it's not yeah. even soccer anymore yeah yeah it's just a, just a big group <laughs> masturbation complex part of the fun was shouting the name of someone who might assist with fantasies quote we were just Bridget Bardot wow Ooh. and then everyone would thrash a bit more that was until Lennon added Winston George's Churchill wife <laughs> And then the movement stopped in their tracks. I, <laughs> Winston Churchill. <laughs> fucking John. You know John, though. He's, now, this one, I'm not sure I buy what Paul's selling right here. Mm -hmm. I think it was a one-off. I think it was a one-off. Or maybe it was like a two-off. <laughs> it wasn't a big thing. It was the kind of thing you didn't think that much of. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure in the... Imagine that being unremarkable to you. So much so that you can't remember if you did it one or double one. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I can promise you I would remember if it was a one-off or a two or... I mean, if you get get into the dozens, maybe I could lose count. But <laughs> yeah. at one or two, my recall would be tremendous. I don't know. The memories on so many things are so faded now. Uh, you would remember who, that. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, so the Jesse Smollett deal is just that he's... He's uh, saying that the people that it's not like he did it that night. Yeah, I was, it's like I, in, in the lead up, he knew him. They went to a bathhouse, made up, jacked off together. Okay, smoked some drugs together. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's that's where we're at with this. Imagine how that comes out. Like, is it the guy? Like his lawyer <sighs> sitting him down, and he's like, "All right, in order for you to stay free." We need, I don't know really. I haven't followed this trial closely, but so I'm probably getting some of these details wrong. But just imagine the uh, the lawyer for the the guy be, you know who did the hanging or whatever. Yeah, they're like, for you to stay free, we have to paint a full picture of what kind of relationship you had with Justice Smollett. Like you can't just be like, yeah, we smoke weed together sometimes. Is that enough? Yeah, no. Like the attorney's like, and. <laughs> he's like and what i told you we smoke a little weed together you're in jail for a decade unless i get something <laughs> he's else like, jesse <laughs> did you jack off with him uh, yeah i just i don't know how that comes out 
Yeah, I mean, it's basically just trying to get, again, to the level of relationship that they had. You know, so it's, it probably was even like the prosecutor, right? The prosecutor's like, oh, okay, and you hate these guys? You hate them? Is that what you jacked off with them? <laughs> That's right. But I'm just saying, how does the prosecutor know? <laughs> I'm sure his clients told him. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 he says we're, we're crossways? Ask him about the bathhouse. I'm just saying, I <laughs> that's a mutually assured destruction there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's fine. You know, I mean, and I'm not trying to, to shame anyone for uh, masturbating with a friend. Uh, yeah, a friend. But, but just know that everyone you know is following the trial enough. Like, it's not like the whole world is paying enough attention to know that you and Jesse were just fucking rubbing each other. Now but uh, your your friend, like one of your friends is going to find out, he's going to tell the rest of them. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So if you want to be known as the guy who was jerking off with a pal, then uh, I guess use it in your court case. Otherwise, I would try to find another way. What an insane story that was. I guess still is. It's so insane that I don't really... I. Never really connected with it. I'm just like, that's all too weird. It's very Easter baskets. Nah, the hat was hilarious. It, no, it wasn't the hat. It was the idea, hey, enough already, all right? <laughs> it's early. Give us a minute. It was uh, the idea that, like, it was just the two, like, Midwestern, like, MAGA guys are, like, tuned in Sundays on Fox or whatever it comes on, like, to hey, know. Hey, aren't you the fourth lead in like, Empire? <laughs> yeah, like a guy that far down the IMDb, IMDb page on Empire. So, anyways, that was my breaking news. I can't go anywhere without people hearing it. Yeah, no, so, um, I, uh, God, what was this? Oh, someone uh contacted me and told me that after itunes did an update or apple podcast now did an update it was making it so on his phone that the episode one would list first you'd have to scroll all the way down to episode 816 or whatever we're on okay in order to be able to find it and that that sounded like a real bitch and he said it wasn't happening anywhere else um and he wanted to know if i could help him and so i did what i always do which is try to replicate the problem on my phone. Because if I can't, then that means that he should just restart his phone. Or throw it out. Or th yeah, just toss it out the window. Yeah. Um, but uh, if I can, then it's a widespread issue that uh, I'll have to find another step. So I go to Apple Podcasts, and I am not – so masturbatory that I subscribed to our own podcast, so it wasn't automatically up there. I had to type in the name. It's just banter. Uh-huh. And uh, what do I find upon doing so? There's now another It's Just Banter. No fucking way. I can promise you I know what it is. What do you think it is? Soccer. That's a great guess because I have had a uh, Google alert for the words it's just banter the entire time that we've had this and 99 percent of the time it's those fucking people yeah it's like their way of saying it's just a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i'd never heard the term before but so i just assumed and you know when it comes to soccer there's a lot of like a uh, little a lot of shit talk so i just assumed it was soccer you're telling me i'm wrong no it was uh it was some gentleman in uh the washington dc area so not soccer. I mean, not soccer, but in, I think that domestic. 
Yeah, and it was they'd only had like a, a couple different um, podcasts, but one of them was like breaking down. Mon- I think it was like a Monday Night Football live or like instant reaction. Is it a football podcast? It's, it's, it's sports generally. Oh, dude, that thrives in the podcast area. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I probably should have contacted you to see how how you wanted me to proceed. But they have like two episodes, and all podcasts. There's an email tied to it somewhere. So I just emailed that email. I was like, knock it off. You did. Got here like a decade ago. What'd they say? Keep moving. <laughs> Scram. Uh, they agreed. Really. Yeah, they said, uh, okay, I'll stand down. Guys look like you had a good thing going. True. Thanks for the nice message. And then he wanted to know why we weren't on Spotify. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Everybody. From everyone. I submitted the link. They didn't, like, talk to fucking the Swedes at Spotify, dude. That's who owns it? I'm being deplatformed. I think it's initially a Swedish company. I don't know what the ownership structure is at this point. Joe Rogan? Yeah, it's just Joe. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if somebody else wants to use the name at all. Still headquartered in but Stockholm. I like, I like the I like you running them off the block. I think more than anything, it's just like, dude, you're gonna have a tough time. You know, like if people want to search for your podcast, like ours is probably gonna come up every time. It's probably gonna come up first. That was my point. People I, are gonna. I start. was just like, this. It's not like a pride thing. It's just I don't want our listeners to be confused, and I care less about this, but I don't want your listeners to be confused. So how about you find a new name, pal? <clears throat> yeah, unless like they want. I mean, because this podcast is like ninety five percent about whacking off. Yeah, and I so, I do I like well, the first time I saw it and. Since I went and searched again to see if they had taken it off as they promised to mm-hmm. and found that there's uh, another one. And so this kind of leads me to I, I wonder if there's some kind of scam going on here. But uh, there's now another podcast that wasn't there, I don't think, whenever I searched this the first time to start this entire episode. But was the last time I did. Just It was called It's Just Banter Bruv. Like uh, slang term for brother. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wonder if, like, they know. Do the Brits say that, too? (laughs) I have no idea. They must. Um, And I I think there's at least some idea in my head that they know if we just make a podcast called Joe Rogan Show that that's going to get taken down. Yeah. But what if we go for, like, the 15,000th most popular podcast? Yeah. Maybe we could just steal their listeners, siphon them off over here. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Yeah, I don't, I mean, the, I feel like the second someone listens to the show, this house of cards is going to collapse on them. But now that I, I looked this up and you say it, bruv is their thing. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's a, a, yeah, a British thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's, I, I don't know, dude. And that one, it's not the exact same thing, so I don't think anyone's going to be super confused. On the other one, this came up over the weekend because someone had the other people's podcast art populate on our podcast. Like, they were listening That's to weird. our episode. It was like episode eight, you know, something. Uh, and they were hearing us, but on their screen, they were seeing the, you know... <laughs> Sounds like what I'm hearing a lot of is uh, a problem that I've yet to fix in my own life because I've had it written down for every weekend for the past two months and haven't done it, which is just to get as far the fuck away from the Apple Podcast app as you possibly can. Yeah. We had many suggestions of Overcast, and I I tried it, and 
I don't know. I'm going to do it. It's just not that I haven't found the time. Seems like it's probably something you need to block off a good 45 minutes for. Just kind of looks like an eight-year-old designed it. I don't care. I just want to be able to to remove an episode, like, and mark it as played. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was such a simple feature that I don't understand the need to remove that feature. Yeah, Spotify's aren't bad. I mean, like, I I don't know at at this point what the penalty is for not uh, being a subscriber because I'm not. And before it didn't let me download them. Like, you would just be able to stream it. Right. But now it's letting me download them, so I don't. I don't understand what's going on. I hopped into a random flag football game yesterday. Wow. Go on. I told this story briefly on the air today, but <clears throat> I can tell a more fun version of it here for you. So I got this. Uh, this is the too hot for TV telling. Get them right. I have this uh, this half marathon on Sunday. And uh, so yesterday I went and picked up Nora early. We had Christmas party, company Christmas party Saturday night. I hope you enjoyed my reporting live on the scene. I certainly did. Probably going to just keep all that not on the podcast. I mean, I looked at that photo for a long time. It was like, there's no way that's a guy. That's a statue. It's so, a very lifelike looking statue, but surely no yeah. one hired someone just okay, to stand there. Enough. So I uh, I went to, uh, to go run. I was going to run. I was looking at seven and a half. So I did that. And as I was wrapping up, like probably on my last couple laps, maybe last like 15 minutes, I saw uh, I saw like some dudes showing up to play flag. And it looked like a pretty competitive league to me. Like the one team that got there first had like 15 dudes. They had extremely nice custom jerseys. They had a tent. That's always a sign of a oh, team that has their wow. shit together. Like when we had a tent, we were winning games. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of dudes. They had a lot of equipment. And I'm like, are they fucking practicing? Because there's not another team out there, and these guys are here real early. Like, what kind of tent? Uh, it's like the standard seven. I don't know, seven on seven tent. We used them for years, and in flag, it's just like a, it's a four post that you can just sit under when it's cold, and it also helps block. You can put a thing on it to block the wind a little bit too. But like, it, if you gonna if you want to like go the canopy kind of thing, it's just like, like a, sort of open on the sides. Yeah. Yeah, that just I can't imagine going through all the trouble to put one of those up just so that you oh, it's play like football. It's easy, but you need to I'll stay. I'll put them up before I don't like it. Oh, dude. If you're going to be out there like we were back in the day for like four hours in 100-degree heat, you got to have it. I, we mean, have two I, I would them. love for someone else to do it. Yeah, it, it really isn't that big of a pain. Um, but we would have two of them together anyway. So like this team's, I'm like, damn, I think they're practicing. Yeah, I was setting, them, I was setting it up for the uh, – Pensacola afternoon drive. There you go. Every every goddamn day, and I don't like setting it up. That's my got to be conclusion. Papa John though. Yeah, yeah. Under You're that the tent. Only person I know is a close personal friend of the man of the reckoning hour. He's given me a gift. So, have you ever given a gift to someone who wasn't a close friend? No. Yeah, I've not. Uh, so uh, the second team, I see that there's another team showing up, and like they don't have a tent. Mm-hmm. They uh, their jerseys are all the same color, but definitely all different. They just said wear a light blue if you got a light blue. And uh, so the game's about to start, and I'm finishing, and there's seven of them. And I'm like, nobody's. I'm counting up the numbers on the field in the first drive, and it's they only have seven people. They mm-hmm. have no bench players, and they're playing a man down against a team with eight plus like a full fucking second unit. And uh, I was getting done, and so I guess you're I was playing with eight, huh? 
thought it was seven on seven. Nah, flag is either eight, five, or four usually. Okay. Um, and so I was like, like they were coming off the field and I was getting done. And I don't know why, but I was just feeling it, man. Like the uh, adrenaline was high. Mm-hmm. Felt great about finishing the run. I was out there for an hour and a half. You boys looking to win? I was like, hey, if you guys need an eighth person to just block, like I'll just be one of your two blockers so you can at least get somebody out, else out in a route and like just cover short on defense. I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, let's go. And turns out one of them even had a pair of shoes. All right. So I played an hour-long game. Uh-huh. After the seven and a half, it was extremely, extremely intense. This is a it was a league about like the one we were in. It was competitive. And I realized what a fucking douchebag I am. Because by midway through the first half, I was like involved in team dynamics. Oh, yeah. I mean, embrace that. Like, openness. dude throws a pick when we just there's just no reason to throw the ball here. Mm-hmm. Throws a pick. Could have been a bad route. I didn't see it. But then we're getting back on defense and the quarterback and the, the receiver are like bitching at each other. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. in. And the dude's like, no, dude, he was here. I'm coming out. And I was like, fellas, it doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter. And caught now. myself in the moment being like, <laughs> what the hell is Coaching wrong with up. me? <laughs> Only play that matters is the next one, boys. And like I'm involved in shit talk with the guy who's rushing me because he's charging me. Well, and now he's that's like, if you're bothering to walk on the field. It's, it's got to happen, right? Yeah. It's it's just requisite, but like I got done and was like, I come home, scraped up everywhere, knees bleeding, can't walk today. Kristen was like, "What? What did you do?" I was like, <laughs> "Don't I think worry I just, about it." I think I just played a <laughs> random eight on eight game with a bunch of like twenty four year olds. You think? <laughs> I felt like Is there I, someone else I can talk to to verify? It felt like I blacked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you just heard football. Yeah, and, and I was woke like, up an uh, hour later. <laughs> Yeah, uh, whenever we would play at uh, at, at, at the high school, the we had a brief time. So every Wednesday afternoon, we would go and do some kind of physical activity. Yeah, and they would the one of the guys would like loosely organize it into seasons, and so we had a, a flag football, and it was um, there was a rush, which I guess like it, that that feels like a new development. It's it felt like a new development at the time, you know, two thousand four. Um, but it, it seems like you're, it's, it's not new to you because it sounds like they, that's common enough. The rusher? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in flag, it's, you don't rush in seven on seven. Mm-hmm. You can't. The quarterback has three seconds. And he's mm-hmm. got to get, or sometimes it's four. I can't, it's been a long time. But yeah, in flag, you got a rusher. Just my entire life we played, you know, it wasn't flag. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was full tackle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that you couldn't rush. Yeah, like it was just yeah, yeah. But so, so this this had a rush element, and that was that was my that was what I like to do, and uh, just the whole time the the only reason I would step on there was just trying to get the other team to bitch at each other. Mm. Like if, oh. if I'm not I'm not winning unless the quarterback's like, can you give me some fucking time here? Yeah, that's just such a satisfying feeling. And I knew that I was vibing. Watching yourself make other people mad. I knew I was vibing with these fellas early because I think they knew some guys on this other team. Mm-hmm. And like within 10 minutes, I heard one of them say like, hey, Darcy's bitching at such and such. Like, we got him. And I'm like, nice. oh. Yeah. This is my speed, gentlemen. That's the good stuff. <laughs> this is Which my is speed. Which is why you, you got to break up the quarterback and receiver. Don't give them the hey, satisfaction. come on, guys. Next play. Doesn't yeah. matter now. Yeah. I yeah. just, and I, I found myself later in the day p- thinking like, 
what did they think of me? Like, is, I'm, like they asked for my number and like gave me theirs, and we're like, hey, if you live around here, you want to play Sundays, you're free, you can. But I'm pretty sure that most of the guys on that team were like, what a tool. <laughs> like, who is this old man who jumped out here and immediately was like clapping in people's faces after making a play? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, I just, I'm the worst. Yeah, if I'm, in, if I'm in a group of peers and someone noticeably older comes up, it doesn't matter anything else they're doing. Fucking I hate dark. it. Yeah. yeah. Who invited randoms? Doesn't know Kate Lipinski. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Kate Lipinski? Yeah, dude. Nice piece? No, it's uh, Real Bros. Oh, okay. I thought you were quoting somebody from like your high school that... Uh, no. Uh, every time that the uh, Asian chick, they're like, is this some fucking random? They'll say, no, she knows Kate Lipinski. And then in one of the final episodes that Kate Lipinski happens to be at the restaurant, she's like, I don't know her. It's been a while. Well, that's like a that situation. time to go back through. I don't know how much we talked about that on here. I don't know if we... Properly communicated to the audience, our deep and abiding love for the real bros of Simi Valley. The best. Although I think to watch season three, you got to have Facebook. I think it's two and three. Two and three? I think it's just one that was on YouTube. Or you at least got to find somebody who has Facebook. Yeah, Facebook gave them a lot of money to make it on Facebook Live. And you can tell that they did because it the guest spots. Shooter really, McGavin? Yeah, yeah. So uh, can't really be mad at it. Hey, so the writers of the news this last week had a, an interesting new idea that I hadn't considered before. Because, mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, there have been, like, a million school shootings. Yes. And they're really not even that newsworthy anymore, it seems like. There's so many of them. It's unfortunate, but surely, yeah. I had not considered parents charged fugitive parents in a school shooting situation. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's one I did not have in in these on the storyboard. It was. I showed up to so the family did the probably like once a winter. We'll all go down to the lake, even though there's nothing to do that's any different than here, just because you can see the water. I guess I don't know. You just going somewhere else matters. Feels nice. Um, yeah, so I showed up, and everyone else in the family's a buzz about it, and I'm like. Uh, you know, I kind of got bummed out by shootings, I don't know, a decade ago. And <laughs> don't hound for the details, but you guys seem fired up. What Lay it on me. And, yeah, it was just, you know, one person after another layering on. Yeah. But, you, but then they did this. And uh, I, I, like, I, I kind of hunger for, there's, I, I do, I, I don't hunger for this about shootings because, like, I just, you know, wish they didn't happen. It's my main thing. But I, a lot of breaking news stories, it is so frustrating to me how little information, like, yes, we'll tell you everything that's going on here in a long, well-reported New Yorker piece in about two years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that might be quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I'll forgotten by then. Then it'll be like two stories that I don't know what to do with. This one now and that one then. Uh, but it, it seemed like they had a shocking amount of information quickly yeah. about the like the intern, you know, of like where the gun came from. They got all this evidence of, you know, that, that they said that they were going to buy it, but they actually given it to him. And then, 
you know, everything that they had done to kind of like uh, be negligent in or just, you know, kind of blow off the idea that this was a problem. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, maybe some of it was that they were really online. Like that's part of it. So like the parents' social media accounts were like really, really popping. Mm -hmm. But it was, yeah, I mean, I guess this is pretty predictable. The timeline of events is jarring to say the least. And, yeah. I, and, and I guess this is something we can talk about here. It's a real bummer topic. First of all, explain to me the logic of bringing the parents in there that day, that morning, and saying, you have to get him counseling in 48 hours or we're kicking you out of school. Okay, so there's the de- – why do people – deadlines are because of urgency. Mm-hmm. So there's enough urgency that you put a deadline on we can't have this kid here two days from now if he doesn't get some quick attention to his mental situation. But until then, hang out. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like you should say either he's I mean, out until he gets it or – It makes less sense once you already know it's happened. You know, like – to them, they're they don't know like they they have some bad feelings. The school administrators, but they don't know that there's a problem. He hasn't shot anyone yet, for example. No, but he was searching ammo on his phone and got caught. Yeah. So like they're they're they've got to at least be thinking whatever's going on with this kid. It's presented itself as something that could manifest into. If violence. every kid who was interested in buying ammo was immediately banned from school, I I just don't know that that's like a thing that we would want. Like. There's a lot of innocent enough reasons to buy ammo. But I'm saying if target it's, practice, if it's urgent enough hunting. to say you're banned on Monday, on th- on Friday, or on Thursday, whatever, then to me it's urgent enough to just say yeah. That, no, I I, I think that part it, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The uh, validity of your point is obvious enough, I believe. Um, but I I'm just I'm trying to think about you know like uh, what's What's an explanation that I could come up with? And I think that it would be like it does seem extreme to just go immediately to like or it I'm sure to school administrators in Michigan, which I would anticipate I mean, you know, what's more pro gun than Texas, but I think that your rural Michigan person is pretty fucking comfortable yeah, with guns. For sure. Um, I mean I would imagine. Uh, I don't know how rural this was. I assume it's like some suburban somewhat. I'm not <clears throat> it seemed like it was it's not the city is basically what I knew. Yeah. And just uh, you know, a lot of deer up there. But then the other thing is and th- th- this is one of those deals that no one will run on because I don't think you could get I don't think you could get the traction. Mm-hmm. Kind of like our uh gradient of child child relationship charges. Yes, yes. I don't think anybody's getting gonna get uh, elected running on that. It's absolutely insane that we just have this willy-nilly case-by-case decide when we want to of whether a minor is charged as an adult or not. Like, and it seems like we only decide to charge them as adults when they do, like, the most heinous shit. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, why like would the, you reserve that for only the times where somebody has gone so far extreme in a way that clearly indicates that they were not a reasonable person? If the... Decision on whether someone's an adult or not is whether or not they can process information and consequences like an adult. Why would you save it for only the times where someone's crime exhibits they can't do that to try them as an adult? It's barbaric. Yeah, and like uh, the Cliff 
between the two treatments is problematic of like, you know, well, you could be facing 50 years, but the judge made a somewhat random decision. So actually it's just four. Right. Like who, who thinks that's a good idea? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me at all, but it's also not, again, not one of those things that. Which is why everyone should adopt my thing of no sentence is longer than seven years for anything. Don't they have something similar to that, like in Germany? Yeah, I think I think there's European countries where it's like 10. 10? 15, maybe. And then, of course, the other thing is because his, his orbit is so large. I mean, look at Hinkley out there thriving. Dude, he's writing bangers. <laughs> Did you hear Jodie Foster's comments? I just saw the headline. I didn't read the full comments. That's probably unfair to Jodie Foster. I did not. But she was asked about it, and she was like, well, you know, be lying if I said I wasn't a little impressed. <laughs> you know she's always thought that. <laughs> I mean, you know. Privately. You wait till someone tries to murder the president on your behalf. See how you feel. So, of course, there's a Trump angle to the shooters. Parents. Okay, yeah. Do you know that? I assumed that they were in favor of his... Uh, presidential decisions but they, they wrote him a le- the mom wrote him a letter wrote him a letter about uh after this happened or just like in gen- in general in general it was like 2016 about uh have a pizza know, loving gun control or lack thereof mm-hmm. yeah so you knew that was coming yeah that's i mean it's just such a weird like i i mean i i don't know i guess all i'm saying is that I don't understand other people around me, and I, ultimately, I think that that does fall as as my fault, not theirs. But uh, I just don't get being so animated. Like, who gives a shit? Like about like people that are right, like people that are that stoked on Trump. No, on on gun control. Oh, like to have for people to look across the uh, spectrum of issues available. Like, I can certainly see having a preference. But, like, making it the overriding, I'm a single-issue voter, everything else about my personality is determined by a belief that the government wants to take my guns expressly for bad reasons, and I have to dedicate everything. Like, you know, I don't know. I it seems like some part of what's going on here, possibly, is that guns are being constantly talked about around this kid. And yeah. You know, he's like, well, what do I, what solutions, what tools do I have in my toolbox to fix life's problems? Yeah, it's weird too, because like, I think unless your kid was actually killed, I don't know that there are that many people who are like single issue repeal 2A voters. Yeah, that's always been uh, a common observation about the issue is that it's it's a tough one because the, you know, uh, asymmetrical enthusiasm. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, I get it. They did it. I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah, away I, it. It's fine. I, I for own, example, you know. cannot imagine caring that much about the issue. I mean, you know. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me, TC. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about succession? Uh, so we're going to do – we're going to talk on the podcast about a show that's about to wrap up its third season when you and I are both like, where are you in it? Well, we can I, – I don't really want to, like, uh, break down plot points or anything, you know, or, okay. like, uh, guess at storylines. I just I, – I watch it in the overriding thing to me because I've – you know, I watched it all whenever it was airing. 
um, the first two seasons, and then uh, Megan expressed interest, so we've been together watching. I'm now up through like the third episode of season three, um, and with her, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So the just watching it through the second time, yeah, I mean, like kind of whenever you watch something the first time, you're just taking in the plot points, and then the second time you can really start to, you know, uh, absorb some themes. And, and things of that nature. And I think that you're on a somewhat similar journey. I know you hadn't seen all of the <coughs> the first episodes, but some of this you're watching for the second time. Yeah. And uh, just yeah, it's just such a fascinating look at what life is like when trust is impossible. Like the, that's that's kind of the, the the scenes where it's the just the siblings, and there's some really good ones in season three to start out. Um, it's just explodes at you how they are siblings in the way that you and I are with, with our siblings. And so they, they do have those bonds, but I trust my brother, you know, like I, I would be able to, if something bad happened to me or if I had a big move I was planning at work or, you know, in life or whatever, I, I could, I could tell him, but with all of them, the difference between, in both power and money taking over for dad and not taking over for dad is it just rewrites that entire thing. So they have all the connections that you and I experience with siblings, but they've got this other stuff layered on top of it. And so they'll, they'll, you know, kind of like nod at like we've been through this. Cause one of the common bonds of siblinghood to some extent is we both survive the parent, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, we all know, you know, what the challenges are here and that they're, they have more of that than the average person. Their dad is an especially, uh, especially distinct psychopath that really they might be some of the only people on the planet that know what this level of mind games is to have constantly. And that stuff when depicted is just so fucking, like, I can't believe it. How good Cox is. It just, you know, I mean, the Rhea calls him out on it. The, you know, thing about like, uh, it's amazing that I don't, I I know you're lying to me, but I'm just looking at you and I'm like, "Ah," you know, and then he like in response to that, he's like, you know, basically like, but you can trust me. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I know you, I know I can't, but like, you make a good point, or at least it feels like a good point. Um, but so just the way the way that the define like the way that the lack of trust erodes those normal bonds and disrupts them. Uh, like it's not even erodes because they are still there, but it's it's <clears throat> disrupted by them. Of you you watch how you know, I mean, like whenever uh Shiv's walking around for a couple days knowing that her dad said hey, uh, I'm going to make you the, the person. But she doesn't even tell her husband. Like, I mean, that's that's its own special thing because I, you know, I, I just think that it's quite obvious she doesn't have a regular relationship with her husband the way that it's not a, it's, I don't think it's like your marriage or my marriage. I, I think that there's more mutual respect in ours <laughs> than, uh, than is featured in her and Tom's. Um, so that's, that's obviously playing a large role, but just to have something happen like that of like, Hey, I th- think I'm going to be taking over Fox and, uh, just kind of walk around. Like she doesn't tell literally anyone for days. Could you yeah. imagine that? No, of course not. But I mean, I can't imagine being, you know, I can't imagine living a life like that or the way that you've just laid out there. I find the show to be uh, like I'd like to be that rich, but the thing I think it's part of what it's demonstrating is 
his an extremely like large set of other prop like Connor doesn't have them, so God bless him. Dude, but everyone else has a it. bunch of problems. It uh it's definitely there's a level of wealth that you get to that I would want no part of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but I mean, for one thing, like I get super car sick if I have to ride in the back all the time. Uh-huh. That's probably my main takeaway from the show. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be I'm able like, to ride in the back. <laughs> Looks like it sucks. Like I would have a sick tummy all the time. My head spinning. What about uh I don't like riding in the back of cars. What about when Kendall has the motor like he just hops on the back of the motorcycle and the guy takes him places? That's pretty badass. That I think <laughs> you I like could do. That? that I think I could do. Uh, I don't know. It feels a little effeminate, you know, a little emasculating when you get out and hand the guy your his help the helmet, you know, but Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird show because there's a lot of times when I watch it where I'm like, I hate this. Mm. And and it's not because it's bad, it's just not because it doesn't it just makes me so angry. Like it makes me angry that that you know that people like that exist, that that entire world exists, you know that they know that it exists and that you'll never. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's uncomfortable to me at times to watch it and be like, this is pretty real. Like these people actually exist and they actually think this way and they actually act this way and they're terrible people. I would love to and know. They're not all very intelligent. And yet they live like the most extravagant lifestyle possible and don't see anything wrong with it. Like, this like is, I really honestly hope the show ends with them like getting a Bolshevik, yeah, Tsarist, like, all right, we're going to the basement. Yeah. With a bag on each one of their heads. That's what I, that's honestly how I hope the show ends. And that it would be wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that this is a, a, a worthy contemplation uh, of this subject matter, like the show is, um, even if it's not fully accurate. And, like, it might be fully accurate, but I wonder. Like, I, I watched the uh, the Russell Crowe um, where he plays, uh, what's his name? the uh, Roger Ailes, that Showtime show. And that they also, did a full series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like six or seven episodes. Um, it was really good too, but it was it it's a drastically different portrayal of what's going on. Um, you know, like it's instead of Rupert Murdoch being like this all-knowing master manipulator, he's kind of a bitch that Roger Ailes outsmarts at every turn, you know? And the the two different portrayals, I just both of them seem plausible. It's uh, watching that show is kind of what makes me look at Secession and be like, okay, I know that this isn't a hundred percent the only way it could be. It might be the way that Succession is is depicting it, but it also might not. Well, even if you're not saying that it's based on Rupert Murdoch, I just mean the general idea that like there are an entire class of people, yeah that believe that the way that it is for them is just that way because that's the way it's supposed to be and there's nothing wrong with it. Like I honestly, dude, I think I think I would be very bad at being that wealthy because I feel guilt about the level of uh, financial stability and security I have even now sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, this is, I mean, I got a pool. You kidding me? Like if I had that life way before I got to that point, I think I'd be like, man, this is not gonna work for me this is not right and i don't know it's weird it's kind of like we were talking about with football coaches last week the level of compartmentalization that it takes to be one of those people is something that i definitely do not identify with at all but i do think that it's portrayed fairly accurately in the show i believe yeah. that exists that's a lot of what that of what it is right 
whether it's Shiv not telling Tom, well, it's there's a lot of compartment compartmentalization that goes into their lives, and I don't know that I would, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Like, I, I would feel bad every, I would feel a hundred times worse every time I saw a homeless person than I do now. If like I just got off a motorcycle, got into a helicopter, got in a car, killed some guy, and never. <laughs> <laughs> and never faced any consequences for it. Like, I think that would... <laughs> I have a feeling that would fuck with me a little bit. To go back to the start of the episode, Ken does pull, like, a light. Like, he said no one ever killed anyone in season three. You're going to love it. Oh, man. I'm not trying to give spoilers. Um, yeah, no, and I mean, it, you know, it's, it's so much more than just, like, uh, that they have the money and others don't they have the money and that was built on convincing others to adopt policies that would make it so that homeless people are more present you know of course yeah of course and and i don't know both that and a show like the wire are worlds i know nothing about but for some reason like i have a way easier time maybe just because i'm a soft simpleton i have a way easier time really latching onto a show where people are having a hard time and it's like a real hard time as opposed to like their perceived version of a hard time where they end up with five billion instead of one. Uh, I mean, I think that's an interesting debate and you know me, I've long been on the side of everything's tough for everyone in its own way. Like, I, you know, obviously uh, Kendall wouldn't trade places with Bubbles and Bubbles would trade places with Kendall, but... Bubbles wouldn't last long. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, nor would Kendall. I guess that's true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I like the one thing that convinced me on this further was uh, the dissect episode about the Frank Ocean song, Super Rich Kids. Uh, Cole Kushner spends like 10 minutes breaking down the stats and he's like, actually, fucking super rich kids have it really hard. I didn't think so. That's not how I grew up. So I had a lot of contempt for this idea. But after listening to this song and doing some, you know, contemplating and looking up, like, I don't know. It seems like having your parents not care about you and only care about their job really does have an effect on people that I don't really envy. Yeah, I wonder some some of that by I, I general by the general point, but I do wonder if some of that is reporting database, right? Like how many kids from lower income families are actually being diagnosed with depression? Like yeah, but I also they're not being taken to a person right to make exactly that diagnosis. Yeah. A lot of time for for a lot of much more basic, uh, tangible health effects. But uh, I forgot what else I was going to say. Did you ever listen? Did you ever hear the? Uh, Rejected lyrics to Succession? No. Okay, well, this ruined it for me. Okay. We can just listen to it through the mics if it comes up after. Uh... I hate this ad right here, too, by the way, dude. Yeah, you yeah. getting this one a lot? Yeah, a ton. <laughs> Fuck that ad. I hate it. Me, too. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's pretty much in a nutshell, the show. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I can't like I the level of anger that bubbles up in me anytime Connor talks. <laughs> that's a tough one for me to get over. I I I don't know that I've ever seen a show where every character is one of the best characters I've ever seen like this. Like all of them are so fucking hilarious to me. What, dude, you know that Just everyone that came on screen uh, to Megan I'm like, "Oh, this is a good one. You're going to like this guy." Super underrated moment. I think it's late season one. At the end of the episode, like a brilliant bit of writing, uh, Kendall's in the bodega to buy a lighter. Mm -hmm. And he buys a lighter. And then as he's walking out, there's like a display, like almost like an end cap. I don't even remember what it is. But the cashier's turned around talking to somebody else and he steals, like it's like batteries or something. Yeah. And walks out and just puts it in the trash can and keeps walking. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that... That right there pretty much sums up the character in like 10 seconds. Also, there's a really weird part in uh, season one where uh, where, <laughs> where Brian Cox is real confused because he just had a, like a big uh, health scare and he like grabs his daughter's pussy and they never really circle <laughs> back on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's a little unnecessary. Yeah, there's a later time in the one of the seasons where Megan was like, she's gonna tell him about uh, the dad trying to put her hand on his dick. I'm like, no, yeah, she's never gonna tell anyone about that ever. I'm That's sure what of it was. It. He grabs her hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> seems to be like it was. It's the first time she's seen him after the stroke, and so you know, he she's like trying to gauge like how's he doing. You know, yeah. like is is he all there? Is he with it? And he's talking normal, and she's you can still like because. The wife had been trying to prevent her from coming in. So this is about, like, her proving to the wife, like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Of course I can go see my dad. What's the worst that could happen? Well. <laughs> yeah, just, mm, touch it. No, I, one, one detail I didn't catch until uh, second time around um, was the, uh, God, what's the acronym? Um NRPI or NRPI, no real person involved. The I mean it's it's the last like it's the last part of season two. But I well they they say it before then. It's whenever Shiv um has to go meet with the woman who is accusing the cruise line people. Okay, yeah. Like she's at the park with them. And the woman mentions uh, the idea of uh, like that she's like, you know, it was sickening. They would just say no, re no real person, you know. And then, um, you know, the whole question is like, uh, what does Brian Cox know about this? Mm -hmm. You know, like is, is this just something people were doing and he's too busy to notice? Or is he like, yeah, just fucking shove him overboard. Who gives a shit? And uh, Kendall's asking him about or he's like saying thank you for covering up the murder that I did. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Brian Cox, so it's not related to the cruise ship thing, but he, he uses the language again. He's like, oh, that? That was an NRPI, dude. Don't worry about that. And so that's, I think, I, you know, who knows? That I, must be real. It's supposed to, at least in, the, I don't know if like Kendall knows, because he wasn't there for the conversation Shiv was having. Um, but like, it's, I think it's at, le at the very least telling the audience, like, you know, don't ask yourself these questions anymore. He knew everything. And then Ken does like the, do you think I could have done it? If, you know, if I hadn't ended up in this situation where the family is going to willingly choose to send me to jail, uh, do you think I could have taken over for you? And he's like, I don't know, no killer instinct. And then so it kind of seems to me like everything from there is just like, 
I, there's only one path to me having my dad's respect, and it's definitely not listening to him. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. Like, throughout the first season, when he tries the first, like, coup, is like... And I feel like I've known on a much lighter level families like this to where, like, the only way that you can have... You're not going to have a good relationship with your parent no matter what, but the only way that they'll respect you is if you just try to fuck them at every turn. <laughs> yeah, if your dad's the kind of guy who only respects another guy if he kicks his fucking ass, and there's definitely people <laughs> out like, there like that, then you better kick his ass if you want his respect, you know? like It does not lead to healthy relationships. It's a broken way of living, but... I, I've seen this before. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well for anyone. I yeah. might house a couple of those episodes tonight. I'm feeling good. They're great. They're I'm feeling great. good. Um, and then I had uh, one thing I was thinking over. We can end on this, if unless you got something else. Nah, Trump's yelling at Mar-a-Lago at weddings and shit again, but it's not that interesting. Oh, uh, did you want to watch uh, Jenna's video? Sure. I played it today. Oh, you played it already? I had to. Well, we don't need to do it again then. Was there a new one? Was, no, I just opened up Twitter and this... What do you have to say where you live? I'm Jenna. One more time. Read the caption. I'm Jenna Ryan, and I live in Richardson, Texas, and I'm a patriot because freedom lives in my heart. Hell yeah. She's filming today for a Norwegian documentary. Can we, can we do American patriot? Okay. You said so Canadian patriot. That doesn't make sense. lives in my heart. I'm trying to expound a little bit. Nope, you Why know, is she it's, posting it's, this? This is the part where she's fucking up what she wants to say. I have a this woman okay. has but, yeah, my her pocket is, awareness. I love it. Hello, I am Jenna Ryan, and I am an American patriot. I live in. Hello, I am Jenna Ryan, <laughs> I live in Richardson, Texas, and I am an American patriot because freedom lives in my heart. This is amazing. Hi. Beautiful. <laughs> it's Floyd I'm Mayweather. Floyd <laughs> oh my God. Salute. Yeah, the other video is just her uh, her posting on TikTok that she's about to lose 30 pounds in prison because she's going to get to just work out, okay, detox. So here's the deal I am going to prison in three weeks. At the first week in January, I have to report to prison. And the only thing that I can see that's good about having to go to prison is that <laughs> showing off a little bit. Uh, she's in sports bra and uh, in uh, leggings, yoga yoga pants, uh, and you know I appreciate the honesty here, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. Because I, you know, she's not ashamed. Yeah, I I I think that probably a lot of people in her situation would focus on losing thirty pounds as a. You know. I'm going to be able to work out a lot and do a lot of yoga and detox. And also, I can't eat because the food is awful. You'll die. And honey. there's just no food. So, hopefully, they have like some protein shakes and uh, some protein bars, I think, because you don't want to eat like. They she, might actually have. Like, the way that she says that makes me think that she heard from someone or did research. Yeah. Because I, whatever she's like, hopefully they got some protein shakes. I'm sure that everyone in the audience, no bitch, it's prison. Yeah. But then the way she falls up, she's like, I, I think they got bars. I'm like, okay, well, I don't actually know what's in the prison commissary. And I imagine you can get like a power bar. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. it might not be, you know, designer brand, you know, the ones that taste like 
ridiculously good that they have these days. Mm-hmm. But you can probably get them. But just the fact that she's just showing you the belly and being like, I'm trying to lose this. <laughs> Goals. Green bologna. That's what they have to eat. So she got I'm going to end up somewhere. losing weight in yeah. prison. Um, everyone's telling me that I'll lose weight. So hopefully Everyone, I'll finally get down to my ideal weight because I won't be able to drink. I won't be able to eat. I won't be able to eat like stupid stuff like chips and <laughs> hey, all the whoa. stuff I eat sometimes. So I just wanted to go ahead. Don't look at my toes because I'm too freaked out to have a pedicure lately. But why would you be? Th- this is how much I weigh today. And I'm thinking. I mean, I am sure, like, she's begging for it every step of the way, but I'm sure that this has been mentally difficult. Like, you know, I if, if you have, if you're someone like that who's not Matt Damon and you have one time of someone identifying you in public, like if we saw her in public, uh, I think that we would probably... You know, I, I would say free Jenna, you know? I would ask for a picture. Yes, absolutely. And so even that, like, it's jarring. It it makes you think that everyone is watching if you know the one person is, you know? Yeah. Like, in your previous life, pr- prior to this happening, you had no frame of reference for anyone else, like, being aware as you walk down the street who you were. And now that it's possible that they can, like, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I, I find it challenging. Like, much less so as we go along, but like, you know, whenever uh, I felt like the top thing on the minds of P1s everywhere was how much they hated me, mm. and then anytime I would meet someone, that was a real be moment. like, oh, yeah, 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 I know the station. Like, I would always be like just searching their face for like, yeah. So, like, all the people that say that, you know, they wish I was dead on the internet, like, is this one of them? Because if it was, they probably wouldn't tell me just straight out. Right. They would probably just tell, approach me like this person's approaching me now. And having to add that level of interaction on to every, like, uh, fucking time you're talking to someone is fucking, it's, I, here's I, the thing, though. Don't have words for how bad it is. You're making a common TC mistake. <laughs> Assuming that uh, the Jenna Ryan and I are the same? Yes, because this person is so dumb that it's almost like she's perfect for this. Like she's so oblivious to the world around her. That's how you end up inside the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> tweeting about how you're not going to jail afterward because you're white. And then the tweet is shown in court as part of your sentencing. Like she doesn't understand. And you know what? Honestly, Respect. She might not ever. It's only two months. Like, I mean, it's going to be miserable, but maybe she's so oblivious that she's just like, um, I, let me tell you something else. Dude. I could do two months. Let me tell you something. Mark this shit down right now. <laughs> this Norwegian film company is going to make this documentary. They've uh-huh. been filming her for probably a month. Uh-huh. They're going to keep doing it for another month. They're somehow going to at least get some access to the prison. They might not get a ton. But they'll get some, and they'll talk to her afterward. This documentary is going to be a big deal. And in the next three years, Reese fucking Witherspoon will make this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be huge. I can't wait. It's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's inevitable. I just pray that the Coen brothers direct. Somebody's buying the rights to this the second that documentary comes out. It's going to happen. It's yeah. gonna happen, but yeah, th- th- that's just you know when her saying that she can't get a pedicure. I think it. I think that probably going out in public. She's saying there that it's it's challenging yeah. for her. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna guess that that's why. 
Um, and yeah, because she's famous. Free Jenna. Free Jenna. <laughs> After the two months. All right, we'll talk to you soon. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.